Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Ephesians 1.4, and in reverence to God's word, if you don't mind, uh, if you mind, that's okay. Uh, we're still going to get up, but let's stand up and let's read Galatians 1.4. And Galatians 1.4, we're going to read this in the New King James and also the, uh, the modern translation. So it says this, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us, everybody together, that he might deliver us from this what? From this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to him to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's read that together once again. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins that he might what? He might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and forever. Amen. Now, let's read this now in the New Living Translation. May God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Jesus gave his life for our sins just as God our Father planned in order. Here it is. Everybody say in order. In order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. I'm going to have to repeat that because I want you to get this down deep in your heart. All right. He says in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Now let's go to Ephesians 1 7 now. In Ephesians 1 7, that'll be the New King James. He says, In him we have redemption. Everybody say, In him we have redemption. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Everybody look up here. Let me uh, just make sure that you understand this word. Uh, those verses we just read uh, is speaking about redemption. And redemption is, is probably something that everybody already understands. It's paying a ransom or a ransom was paid to clear your debt. Everybody understand that? So redemption is what Jesus did for us, what the Father did for us. The ransom was paid so that it would clear you of all debt. In, order, in other words, to rescue you. So we were just read that Jesus, paying the price for us, he, rescu he came to rescue us in order to rescue us from this present evil world in which we live. Did everybody understand that? Okay, you may be seated uh, this morning. And we want to start off this morning with a remarkable scripture, a remarkable scripture that I am, I dare to say that if uh, billions, I'm going to use the word billions, because they say that three billion people have never heard the gospel in the world. So Jesus cannot come back yet. 
The church has to be strong, has to be powerful, and the church uh, has to rise up this year. And you say, well, what's, uh, what's all this deal in 2020? 2020 is this, God preparing his church. And after this year, I believe that the remnant, the church will stand up to be a powerful church manifesting the kingdom of God upon the world. And the world right now is waiting. Now, even the plants and animals, they say, when are the children of God, see, even the plants are wiser than some people, when are, uh, when are the children of God going to rise up and manifest the kingdom of God? So we're the only ones that have authority. And when God's people stand up <clears throat> and uh, start manifesting the kingdom of God, uh, the whole community changes. Your city changes, your community changes, uh, the state changes, the nation changes, your very family changes, and you change. Does everybody understand that? So uh, this morning, uh, John 10.10 10 is a scripture that most people are familiar with. But I dare say once again that billions of people have never heard this scripture. Does everybody, is everybody hearing me? Billions of people have never heard this. Uh, but if the billions of people that have never heard John 10.10 10, uh, get to the place where they understand uh, John 10.10, 10, I can guarantee you they would be dancing in the streets of all the, the cities of the nations uh, if they understood John 10.10. 10. Uh, on the other hand, there's uh, uh, people that have heard this. They have heard uh, John 10.10, 10, and for whatever reason, they have never taken advantage of it. They have not uh, put it to work in their life. They have neglected it. They have overlooked it. Uh, and, but if people in the world will ever hear and understand uh, John 10, 10, there would be great praise all over the world because God does not lie. Now, this is a remarkable scripture that came out of the very lips of Jesus. And a man wouldn't say that, but we can hear what Jesus said, and we can understand that Jesus will never lie. He can't lie. God cannot lie. So let's, uh, let's uh, read this together. John 10.10, 10, the Bible says, The thief does not come except to what? Uh, that's his objective, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus said, I have come that they might have life, and that they might have it how? More abundantly. Let's read it again. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So this morning, I'm going to share with you uh, how, to, how to live the God kind of life. Living the God kind of life. All right? Now, this, this God kind of life is for everybody, uh, 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 even or regardless of what is taking place in the world, uh, we can live this life because Jesus, uh, he came to redeem us and he paid the ransom to clear us and to rescue us so that we could live this life uh, in spite of the, of the circumstances of this world. Does everybody understand that? So uh, uh, this 
uh, uh, God kind of life, the good life, which is the, the God kind of life, is innate or inborn in every person. Even people have never heard John 10, 10. They say, man, I want to live a good life. I want to come out of poverty. I want to have a good marriage. I want to have a good family. See, people don't even have to hear that. You know why? Because uh, uh, in their hearts, because we were, uh, we were made in the image of God, every person wants the best for them and for their family. Does everybody understand that? So it's uh, inherent. It's built in. It's inborn in every person uh, to want to live the life that Jesus described in John 10.10. 10. I've come that you might have life. And that you might have it, how? More abundantly. So people want peace. People don't want chaos in their life. They want to get up in the morning and have peace. The kind of peace that God uh, gives. He said there's a peace that passes all understanding. Then the kind of God, a life that God gives is uh, exceedingly great joy. Well, people want that. Everybody, even the worst sinner, the worst person in the world, never read the Bible, never heard the gospel. He said, man, I want peace. I want peace. And I want, uh, I want well-being for my family. I want to live healthy. And I want, I want to be prosperous. I don't want to be sick. I want to be prosperous. Too. I want to be able to pay my bills. I want to be able to have electricity in my little hut. I want to have food on the table for my children. Did you know that 80% of the people of the world population live in poverty? A lot of people, if you've, ever, if you've never taken a mission trip, uh, go with Matt. Go to Guatemala. I'm, I'm sending Matt, right? He said, I'm not going, <laughs> Dad. Okay, but uh, maybe Rose will go. Somebody will go. But if you go to some of these countries, you'd be amazed. You come back. If you haven't praised God, you'll come back and say, man, I won't praise God, right? You don't have to go very far. Just go to Detroit. Right? And you say, man, oh, man, thank God I live in Hobbs, right? And maybe uh, New York, right? I mean, some of these cities, you'll say, I'm going, or California now, right? Say, I'm coming back to Hobbs, and you come back appreciative and, and praising the Lord. So people want peace. That's it. They want peace. Whether they heard John 10, 10 or not, they want peace. They want to live prosperous. They want to pay their bills. They, they want to live a healthy, a healthy life. Can you say amen? But in order for us to have this life that Jesus described in John 10, 10, in a nutshell, that is the gospel. The enemy has not come but to what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's his objective. So we got to keep the devil out of our lives. Can you say Amen. Some people just want to have the devil. No, you got to get the devil out. Get him out of your living room. Get him out of your life because he's going to come for only one thing. That's his objective. Steal everything you got. Uh, kill everything and destroy everything. So that's why we got to gravitate toward God, right? Gravitate toward God every day and get away from the enemy because he wants to destroy your life. So... Uh, John 10.10 10 is what everybody wants. But if we're going to have the God kind of life, we have to understand some things. That's what I'm saying, that if billions of people, I believe everybody all over the world, if they read that, heard that, and put it to work in their life and understood it, they'd be dancing in the streets. 
They'd say, man, we're coming out of our mess now. Oh, wow, it's going to be great now. Honey, it's going to get better tomorrow. Man, we just heard from God. No one ever told us about John 10.10 that he came for one purpose, to give us life and to give us life in abundance. Now, why are we not living that way? Now, let's get a hold of a pastor somewhere. Let's get a hold of a mentor. Let's go to, uh, let's go to church. Let somebody help us to understand this. Uh, our business is going to prosper. Our life is going to prosper. Does everybody understand what I'm talking about, right? So number one, if we're going to live this life, now remember, you have to understand this, that God uh, has made some remarkable statements. Man couldn't have made these statements that God made. Uh, uh, we have to understand that God cannot, he cannot lie. This whole universe would uh, would blow up, would go into chaos if God would ever lie. He cannot lie. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Can you say amen? So uh, you've got to understand when we read this scripture or any scripture this morning, you've got to say, God said that? Well, if God said that, then I'm going to take it to the bank because I'm going to start living that kind of life. Everybody understand this? So, number one, in order for us to have the God kind of life, we have to understand the world in which we live. All right? In other words, believers, if you understand this, now, unbelievers are not going to understand the world. They, uh, they'll have this and say this and have great expectation that the world is going to get better. But let me tell you this, it's not going to get better. So what has happened already this year and what will be coming down the pike and what's going to come in in the future should be no surprise to you if you understand and have read the Bible. This thing is going to get worse. So I get up in the morning and say, the governor came up with him. Well, you know, uh, so what? You know, uh, something else happened. Uh, um, an asteroid just hit, you know. Well, uh, there's no surprise, right? We have to understand the world in which we live. Now, John, I mean, Romans 5.12 describes this world. In order for you to live the God kind of life, you better understand the world in which we live. And John, uh, Romans 5.12 says this. When Adam sinned, this is the New Living Translation. When Adam sinned, somebody say when Adam sinned. Sin entered into the world. Adam's sin brought what? That's it. He brought, it brought forth death. So death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. All right? So Romans 5.12 is describing the world in which we live. And simply explained, listen real carefully, this is what it's saying. Sin, death, the curse. Everybody get that? You say, well, what's wrong with the world? This is what's wrong. It is sin, and then death, and then the curse. Sin brings separation from God. And when you're separated from God, guess what you get? Is the curse. So as people continue to sin... The world will continue to have death, and, the, and death will bring forth the curse. Does everybody understand that? 
So this is what's wrong with the world. You say it's going to get better. No, it's not. We have to understand that. It's not going to get better. So it should not be surprised to you whatever happens in the world. It's going to get worse if we believe what Jesus said. Jesus said that it's going to become like the days of Noah, the days of Lot. So if you uh, want to know what, uh, how that world was in those days, go to uh, Genesis chapter 6 and, uh, and you'll find out. In other words, we are living in a cursed world. Okay, this is not to be negative now. I'm just trying to bring reality or reality check to everybody. We are living in a cursed world. You understand that? And it will remain, listen to me real carefully, and it will remain a cursed world until Adam's lease is ended or runs out. All right? So the time of man has to run up, run out before there will be a new world in the new heavens. So this world will continue to get uh, to be cursed and it will increase and it will get worse and worse and worse until and it will remain until Adam's lease runs out. Does everybody understand that? So the curse is three words. So what is the curse? If we're living in a cursed world, what is the curse? Well, three words describe it. But you can read Deuteronomy 28 and you get a list of all the curses. But the curse is this. It is death, sickness, and poverty. That's the curse. All right? So uh, Deuteronomy 28.15 says this. And this is not for us, but this is the curse that is in the world. All right? But it shall come to pass... Uh, Deuteronomy 28:15. If you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. In other words, there's no hiding place. You said, I'll run to Mexico. Man, it's there. I'll go to uh, New York City. I don't know why anybody would go there, but he said, uh, it's there. I'll go to California. No, it's there. No, I'll go to Europe. No, it's there. The curse is everywhere. When the curse is on you, it will, uh, it will come upon you, and it will overtake you. You cannot hide. You can run, but you cannot hide. You can go anywhere. It's there. So before a person begins in this life, because sin passed to everybody, Right? We just read Romans. Let's go to Romans 5.12 again so I don't, I don't want to lose you. When Adam sinned, that's Romans 5.12, sin entered into the world. Uh, Adam's sin brought what? It brought death. So death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. So before anybody begins even this life, you're already cursed. You hold a baby in your, in your arms, he's a cursed baby. Uh, before you get married, before you give the first kiss, but I think some people have already kissed before, right? But uh, before the first kiss, you're already cursed. The marriage is already cursed. In other words, uh, it's on you already, right? Before you start a business, it's already cursed. But thank God that there's a way out, right? Come on, let's give the Lord a great praise offering because there's a way out of this thing, right? So if we're going to live the God kind of life, you have to understand the world in which we live. It's a cursed world. And you say, well, I'm going to do something to improve the whole world. No, it's not. 
is going to continue getting worse and worse and worse. But thank God, once again, there's a way out. And this is number two. We have to understand we need what Christ Jesus did for us. Right? That's number two now. We have to understand. We're going to live the God kind of life. Uh, 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 we, have to, we have to understand we need what Christ did for us. And now let me read this. These are five verses uh, starting from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 5, verse 17. These are very important now because by reading these verses, we understand what Jesus did for us, and we have to understand that. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new what? A new creation. Old things have what? Passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the world of, of the, word, the word of reconciliation. In other words, God, uh, because of what Jesus did, is no longer taking into account your sins. In other words, God is saying uh, there is no longer a sin problem here. There is only a sinner problem. I've already taken care of the sin problem through my son. The only thing you have to do is accept him, and I'll clean the slate. I'll clear you. I'll make you the righteousness of me. Praise God. Can you say amen? I'll make you a new creation. Uh, I will give you a new life. Can you say amen? That's it. Now, and then he says, now then, we are ambassadors. When I travel and people ask me, what are, who, who are you? I say, I'm an ambassador. He said, for who? The greatest government of the whole universe. I'm an ambassador for Jesus, right? As though God was pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him, here it is now, we have to understand what Jesus did for us. Uh, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that he might become the that we might become the righteousness righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When Jesus went to Mount Calvary, and uh, the Bible says that he carried all our transgressions and all our sicknesses, uh, he became sin for you. He said, I'll take on, I'm going to take on the homosexual sins. I'll, I'll put them, how did he do that? I don't know. But he took on all the sins of the world, the thieves, homosexuals, lesbians, perversion. He took all the sins so that you might be free. Can you say amen? So there's no sin problem right now. It's just you problem. That's it. You're the problem. That's it. There's a sinner problem. And you have to make Jesus Lord of your life. Can you say amen? Not only to live the God kind of life here, but live it forever. And would you raise your hand and say, I'm going to live that life forever. Come on, raise your hand. I'm going to live that life forever. Yeah, it's been offered. Right? We've been redeemed. The ransom has been paid to clear you, to rescue you. From this evil world. Can you say amen? Colossians 1.12. He says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers 
of the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. I like this one. And conveyed us into the kingdom of his son, of the, uh, of the kingdom of his son of his love. Praise God. Now let's look at uh, the New Living Translation. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us. Wow. Wow. Transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Can you say amen? When you accept Jesus, guess what happens? It happens instantly and supernaturally. You, you are transferred into another kingdom, the kingdom of God. You leave the kingdom of darkness. Can you say amen? Praise God. So uh, listen real carefully. The verses that I've just shared with you, I'm saying this. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. Did everybody get that? We are here. He said, Pastor, all the, it's coming down over here. It's on. That doesn't apply to me. There's another COVID coming. It doesn't apply to me. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. Look what Jesus in his high priestly prayer, and you've read this already. John 17, 15. Look what he said. This is in the New Living Translation. Look what Jesus prayed for you and for your family and for all the Christians throughout all the ages. He said this, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. Hello. If you're a believer, sure, you want to go to heaven. But if, if your thoughts are, I, I want to I get out of here, Pastor. I want to go to heaven so that I can uh, finally be rescued and live a, a, a good life. You got the wrong, uh, the wrong information. God saved you and he gave you his life when you were born again. And you are in, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. Does everybody understand that? So in Galatians 3.13, and I, I'm going to read this scripture, uh, but I want you, and then I'm going to say something, okay? Very important. He says, uh, Galatians 3.13, Christ has what? Come on now. Christ has what? He has redeemed us. This is past tense now. Paul is saying this. This is revelation. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Wow. Is that true? And if it's not, throw your Bible in the trash can. Right? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. That's us. Can you say amen? Now, everybody look up here. These scriptures that I just read on that point number two, uh, I'm saying this. You are exempt. You are immune. Similar meanings, right? You are exempt and you are immune. People ask me, uh, Pastor, you know, if you wear a mask, you're going to offend people. If you don't worry, you're going to offend people too. So uh, I just don't, uh, I, I tell them this, I already have my mask on. He said, mask? I said, 
See, it's an invisible mask. It's uh, Psalms 91.10. No plague will come near my dwelling place. No plague will come near the, my dwelling place. Can you say amen? It is, it's a game. Uh, I went with the youth to the, uh, uh, this youth retreat or camping trip they had. I walked into a restaurant, and uh, uh, they saw me with no mask. They said, don't worry about it. So I, I came up to the table. He said, we're going to put a little mask right here. So, you know, it's a game. They put a mask right on the table where I was eating. He said, if anybody asks me, you got your mask right here. Can you imagine? Isn't that crazy? So, and that's really crazy. So, so I saw the mask, ate good, and walked out, left their own, left their mask there. Right? They can use it for somebody else. Praise God. Isn't that crazy? So, are we, are, are we immune? Yeah, we are. We are immune. We're exempt. I'm saying, somebody still didn't get it. Okay, say, lift up your hand, lift up your hand, and say, we are immune. We are exempt, right? That's right. You know why? Because we're living in a cursed world, brother. And it's going to get more cursed, but we are exempt. We are what uh, Psalms 23 says, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, right? I will fear no evil. You're walking right through it, man. And it's on every side. But it cannot come near your dwelling place. God cannot lie. He said no plague. I said no plague will come near your dwelling place. No COVID, no, COVID, no uh, 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 blue, blo uh, blue bonnet plague. No other plague can ever come your dwelling place. I don't care what comes in the world. But you see, you got to understand the next two things. If you want to get this uh, or make this a reality in your life. Number three, we have to understand how to become sons of God. That's the only way, that's the only way you're going to be exempt. And if you're not a child of God, you said, oh, I thought just being a, uh, a Christian was just going to church. Wrong. You can go to church all you want to. But that don't make you a Christian or a child of God. you got to become a child of God. And look what he says in Romans 10, 9 through 13. If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For within the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with a, with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes in him should not be put to shame. Hallelujah, I like that. Should not be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich. To, uh, to all who call upon him, for whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can you say amen? Man, we need to praise the Lord for that. Give him another praise offering. <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Is everybody understanding now? You understand why uh, uh, people might uh, hear me and say, man, you know that pastor, he's a fanatic. Uh, no, I'm not really a fanatic. I just believe God's word. I just believe it. That's it. I just believe it. And I want to say this, not you, but a lot of Christians don't believe the Bible. It's in their head, but it's not in their heart. And they're all afraid. Listen, it should not be a surprise to you what's in the world and what's going to come to in the world. Uh, you are exempt and you are immune 
because he uh, redeemed you from the curse. Let me ask you a question. Is COVID-19 a curse or a blessing? It's a curse. Deuteronomy 28, uh, Deuteronomy 28 verse 61 uh, describes COVID. It's there, right? Okay, number four, and I'll be through with this one. We, we have to understand now how to live the life of the believer. Hello? That's it. If this is going to be a reality to you now, listen, John 10, 10, that's going to be a reality. Once again, look what Jesus said. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Wow. Most people don't live their life, but that's what Jesus said. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. When you get up in the morning, when you have that kind of life, you get up with a peace that passes all understanding. You have exceedingly great joy. Uh, you know uh, that what's coming tomorrow, the next week, is going to be good for you. You know that whatever the devil throws at you, that God's going to turn it around for your good. Can you say amen? Man, it's a good life. Can you say amen? But we have to, we have to understand now. Listen, we have to understand how to live, how to live the life of the believer. So how did God make us? You have to understand how God made you in order for you to live this life. He made you this way. Spirit, soul, and body. Everybody understand that? And your spirit is not your soul. And your soul is not your spirit. But you know what your body is, right? You looked at it this morning in the mirror. But a lot of people don't understand what spirit is. The spirit part is what gets born again. That's the part where the spirit of God speaks to you. He gives a message to your spirit. But the problem is not your spirit once you're born again. It's your soul. You see, your soul and body, were not, they were not saved when you were born again. In other words, that's your responsibility. That's not God's responsibility. God's not going to renew your soul. Your soul is this, your thinking. It is your emotions. And it's your will, that part of you that uh, involves the processes of making decisions and choosing correctly. That's your soul. You know why people make a lot of bad decisions? It's because, and then they blame it on God. It's because their soul was not renewed. And if your soul is not renewed, I don't care if you're saved. You're not going to live the good life. You're not going to live the abundant life. Do you understand that? You're not going to live it. You have to be, you have to renew your thinking. And there, there has to be an exchange, uh, a supernatural exchange. Uh, uh, your thoughts for God's thoughts. Can you say amen? God's thoughts has to have to become your thoughts. That's why you got to hammer this. You got to discipline your life. You got to discipline your children. You going you can't just say go to college. You're going to come back. You're going to be okay. They're not going to be okay. They're going to have they're going to have to renew their minds. They're going to be part of this curse of the world. 
They have to renew their minds. And the only way you can do that is through God's word. Can you say amen? And you have to re- renew it. You have to read it. And you're going to you say, well, I already read my Bible last week, Pastor, or last year. Or I already read the whole Bible. It's like saying, I exercised 10 years ago. No, you have a muscle in your soul that has to be exercised, and you have to do that every day. You have to continue to renew yourself, just like a runner gets up and he said, I'm a long, a long distance runner. You get up in the morning and you, and you run this one mile, and he said, I'm going to go to two miles, three miles, four miles. You never stop, or lifting weights, or playing basketball, or whatever. You know, you've got to be sharp. Uh, you're in, uh, uh, in some profession. You have to renew. You can't say, well, I took this. In co-. No, things have changed. You have to renew this. New laws are coming, right? And new, uh, new, new ideas. New, you have to uh, sharpen yourself every day. You know what's wrong with Christians? You know why they don't live the good life? And we should. Every Christian should live this life, right? Jesus can't lie. He said, I've come that you might have life. You know why? I'll give you one word, lazy. That's it. They're just lazy. They're just lazy. And then they want to blame it. God. I don't know, Pastor, why I'm not living this life. Well, you're just lazy. You can't get up at 11 o'clock in the morning and expect to have a good day. You better get up at 5 Six o'clock, oh, pastor, I'm not used to that. Well, you better get used to it, right? First Thessalonians 5.23, I'm just about through. First Thessalonians 5.23, do not allow your children to get up at 11 o'clock. What's wrong with, uh, that's, that's, what's wrong with that picture? You're going to ruin your children. Let them sleep till 11 o'clock in the morning. That's crazy, man. Uh, you ruin your children, ruin your family. First Thessalonians 5.23, may the God of peace. May the God of peace make you holy in every way. May your, uh, your whole spirit, soul, and body be blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Uh, Paul just described Genesis 1.26, how God made us. We were made in his image. How did God make us? He made us spirit, soul, and body. But the last two, and that's, that is given in the order of importance, the last two is your responsibility. Say, Pastor, look at my body. Well, look at it. Yeah, you you got some work to do. That's it. That's it. Pastor, uh, I can't read. Well, you're not if you don't start making an effort to read, right? That's it. What's wrong? What's wrong with the believers? We should be shining like stars. That's why 2020 is here. We have to show the world that we're believers. We're children of the most high God. Can you say amen? He's made a distinction between us and the world. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. We are the favorite of God. Can you say amen? Uh, we're, we're the apple of his eye. We're children of the most high God. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Man, we are in a great position. Can you say Come on, let's give the Lord a great praise offering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I'll end with this because you believers, if you don't understand how to live the believer's life, 
you're going to be blaming everybody. You'll be blaming the governor or the governess or whatever, right? You'll blame the, uh, whoever. He said, you know what is the city here? Is a city council over there. Uh, instead of praying for them, or we're, we're going to, uh, it's the county commissioners. You know, it, that's our problem here. Listen, we are praying for them. I'm exempt. I don't care what happens. It can, it can hit right there like torpedoes, man, like incoming. Darn, hit the neighbors. And it'll be, darn, hit the neighbors here, man. And you're on there. It's the incoming coming. Yeah, it's incoming. It's going to be incoming. You can expect it in this world. But he said, did it come near? No. Uh, my father said, no plague will come near my dwelling place. That's what he said. He said, no plague will come near my dwelling place. No plague. None. Zero will come near my, place, or my dwelling place. He's, but here's the key. He that dwelleth. In the secret place of the Most High shall abide where? Hey, under the shadow of the Almighty. Who can touch you there? Remember in Isaiah, he said he's your rear guard. I can see everything that is uh, uh, in my hindsight uh, uh, or, or behind me or my blind side. But God knows who's there. And anything that is coming, God says, don't worry about it. Get up and praise me. Just get up and praise me. Do your work. Just get this going. Make your plans bigger, Fabian. Praise God. Make them bigger. Man, get up with joy and help people. Pray people. Get up there to church and start praying and uh, uh, extend the stakes of your, of your tent, you know, your, uh, of your plans. Get them bigger and bigger. I'll take care of that. Don't worry about anything. You see, that's the God kind of life that believers are not living, but they should. Look at, I'll finish with this. <laughs> Romans 12, 2. One more thought. Look, it's, it's, we got time here. 11, 13. Uh, Romans 12, 13, uh, 12, uh, Romans 12, 2. New living. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. Let God transform you into a new person, Ooh, most Christians don't want to hear this, by changing the way you think. That's it. That's it. Who's going to do that for you? Huh? Who's going to do that? Is God going to read the Bible for you? Is God going to renew your, your stinking thinking? No, he's not going to do that. Uh, you better change your thinking or you're never going to see the good life. And then he says, then you will learn. Then you will learn. God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Can you say amen? Praise God. Let's give the Lord a great praise offering for that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, we can do this in five minutes. They'll give me a, they'll put a screen on it and put some music in there. And I want everybody here. Look, everybody. Uh, we're going to do this real quickly. The pastors, uh, Jen, are you ready? You and Matt uh, and Jonathan, uh, everybody comes here. They're going to anoint you with oil. 
and uh, we're going to declare and anoint you to live the life that we have already declared. If you're sick, you'll be healed in Jesus' name. So everybody just start coming. You're not going to be on camera. Don't worry about it. Or YouTube, it's, that's already taken care of. You can just stand right here, and here comes the oil uh, right on you in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and begin to start thanking God. Come on, brother. Move up here a little closer. There you go. Move up a little closer. Come on, just move up a little closer so that these people back here can get behind you. There you go. There you go. There you go. Just start anointing everybody. Just raise up your hand. Start thanking God with great expectation. Say, Lord, I need a miracle this morning. I need a miracle. I need a miracle, God. I'm not going to live a cursed life any longer. I'm going to start seeking you with all my heart. Lord, let the power of God. Just start seeking God. Come on. Focus on the Lord. There you go. And give your life to God this morning. Would you lift up your hands and say, my heavenly Father, say it, my heavenly Father, I give you my life today. I believe in Jesus. I repent of all my sins. Lord, come into my life and make me a new person. Lord, from this day forward, I'm going to serve you. Say that. From this day forward, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve you, Father, from this day forward. In the name of Jesus, from this day forward, I will serve you. And say this with me. The curse is broken. I'm exempt. And I'm immune from any curse. Christ has redeemed me from the curse. Say it. Christ has redeemed me from the curse. Say it again. Christ has redeemed me from the curse. Say it again. Christ has redeemed me from the curse. Father, I, I make Jesus Lord of my life. I make him Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, don't play the game. Just make it real, man. Make it real. We're talking about your future. We're talking about your life. We're talking about destiny. We're talking about your family. We're talking about your money. We're talking about your health. We're talking about everything that you consider important in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen.